This week, we're looking back at everything the games industry brought us in the year 2023. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. What a year it's been. What a wild ride. What an amazing year in gaming. I'm your host, Spencer, and with me, as always, is a man who has only gotten 99 achievements this year. It's my co-host, Mike. Mike, did you get to 100 yet? I need to check and see if that's true. Well, if we're talking like... Okay, so this is a pre-record, so probably at this point... <laughs> True. I'd have to imagine I'll get to it by the end of the year. I'm actually home, like, the weekend that we're recording this, I'm actually home. So, I'm hoping to play Cyberpunk. Hell yeah. And I'm sure I'll get achievements in that. There you go. Okay. It's, that's one of those things where it's like, when you're on, like, a cusp number, you know? Like, like 99, right? It's like, oh, you just got to get to 100. Like, you even sent it to me. You're like, I guess I got to get one more achievement. Because it's like, yeah, you kind of do. Like, <laughs> 99 so, is too much of a tease. To be honest with you, you know, in, in, the, um, in the spirit of you, I wanted to get to 20,000 gamer score by the end of the year. Oh. I'm at 19,000 at the time of recording this. I am at 19,302. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, that would take a little bit of work. That'd be like, well, what? One game is a thousand gamer score? Yeah. Or like Forza's 2,500. Oh, oh. I'm assuming that's with content. Yeah, that's all content. Okay. I'm also very close in a bunch of achievements in that game. So that could be one. Give me give me the number again. Nineteen nineteen three oh two, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. So so seven hundred, basically. Pretty how do you much. Get, yeah. How do you get one achievement score? Like the reason I have two at the end? Yeah. I, I we've talked about this. Uh I know DJ Hero was the initial culprit. Because DJ Hero had a bunch of two and three gamer score achievements. I mean, straight to jail. Go to jail. And, yeah, they they actually did. I think they got rid of like like five is the lowest now that you can get. Honestly, it might even be ten. I don't know. It's just such an unsavory number to end on. Like to have like a score end on a like a non five or or zero. Yeah, but. To just not have like well, a nice round number. Yeah, and it was it was funny. I remember, and it was apparently futile because I somehow still got off, and I have no idea how. I remember looking it up, and there were like very few games that had like so I had a two gamer score, so I needed a game that either gave me a one and a two or a three, so I could get to like. A regular number, a zero or a five. Mm-hmm. And I remember like going through the internet to figure out what game I'd have to play to get that. 
And I can't remember what it was, but I think it was like a Dorito, a free Doritos branded game <laughs> that had exactly a three gamer score. And I got went into the game, got that achievement, immediately quit and immediately deleted it. Because obviously if I get any more in that game, I'd go back to an odd number. Right. <laughs> and I don't know, apparently, apparently I still got off somewhere. Um, no idea how. Um, back when I had a Windows phone, you could get achievements in games on that too, and a lot of them were were like smaller numbers. So I don't know if something then triggered it. Ugh. Just terrible. There was, there was actually, I think it may have been, I think it may have been Portal. I think there's actually there's a 360 game that at the very beginning of the game they give you an odd number achievement and then once you beat the game they give you like a one gamer score achievement to like fulfill it or whatever pretty much i mean it was <laughs> like they know how much it pisses people off so they're having... like you you have to finish the game like you have to <laughs> you right. have to it's like as, <laughs> as soon as you boot up the game like one of the first things they do is give you like a two gamer score it's just achievement unlocked gotcha <laughs> oh no that's, that's literally what it is i think it was I'll, to, I'll to look it up that's so funny That's that's great. I uh I love that idea actually. Um It's a fun little mechanic. Yeah. Pissed yeah. a lot of people off. Yeah. It's 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 yeah, it's funny from uh like the outside looking in. But if I were in the if I were if I were in that position, I know I too would probably be like, oh fuck. <laughs> oh shit. I luckily got over it, but <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I would like to know what gave me that, what put me back off track, though. Yeah, it's just funny because, yeah, like you said, now they've like changed it that all the numbers, I think, have, like, great, like you said, five is like the least, but like, there's not a thing that would give you eight gamer score, is there? Uh, who knows at this point? Yeah. Oh my god. I think I found the culprit. Uh-oh. In case you um wanted to hate this game even more. Uh-oh. Redfall. Uh Uh-oh. Has... Oh my god, fuck this game. They have 17 gamer score achievements. What?! And the first achievement that I got was a 17 gamer score. Uh, terrible. But yeah, again, you have to like 1,000 gamer score the game to get yourself back on track. Well, if you didn't make such a dog shit game, maybe I would have done that. Damn, got him. Because what do I need to? What would I need to do? I would need to get five 17 gamer score achievements to be back to a regular number. Yeah, like so, a five or a zero. So you need to do four more at this point. Four more, yeah. Which actually, I mean, you no, know, maybe, maybe it can happen. 
there's a lot of achievements, so I'm sure it's pretty easy to get back. But I just want was that arcane? Um, was it? No, I arcane was arcane was death loop, right? No, it's oh, it's arcane Austin. So it's they must have satellite locations. Gotcha. I just want them to know as soon as I get to a regular gamer score. Uninstalling. Yeah. Is this the first year? I can't remember. Is this the first year that Xbox did a little like wrap up thing? They used to do it. Like, they had one year. I think it was like 2017. And they used to like send you a little like it looked like a trophy. It was like a collage, and like depending on what you played, like changed what the trophy looked like oh that's pretty neat and then they gave you a whole um update but i don't remember like i don't know i saw somebody phrase it like they do this every year mm. but i don't remember getting one for like probably since 2017 this is the first time i remember seeing it but also oh, you know what they did Go ahead. I, I don't remember if this was last year or the year before that but they did like a metaverse one Okay. Where you could like walk around and like you had a hub that had all of your achievements. And that oh. was kind of cool. Yeah, it is kind of cool. Um, yeah, this was just like a stat sheet. I wonder if it's going to update like until the end of the year. So if I do get 100 achievements, if it'll come through. So yeah, pl PlayStation's wrap up, they did say that like, because that's the thing that annoys me about all of these like, look back at your year. And it's like, they give it to you on December 1st. And it's like, Oh, yeah, because December isn't a real month, I guess. And so it's like Don't count. everything is just like technically wrong, like it's not true necessarily. And I just like it's like something that really bothers me and probably shouldn't. But PlayStation did say that, like, you'll be able to access your wrap up until the 15th of January and it'll keep updating or so they say. Um, so. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. see it I, says it does. Mine isn't up to date uh, since I first looked at it. But I don't know how often it, they'll refresh it, right? Like, so. But I, I really thought I got it in an email. Apparently I didn't, so. <laughs> so now you're like, how the fuck do I get back to it? Well, I know I can get back to it on like my. Oh, no. I didn't get it on the email. I saw it on. Um... Mario 64 posted it. God bless that guy. Yeah. The goat. Um, I I really like how Xbox is, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm like a nerd and boring. So maybe some people wouldn't like it, but like the Xbox one is just like an infograph, just one pager. And I actually quite like it. Um I you know, at least what was being shared around was like a nice, like succinct, like here's all the hits like here's here's the info that you need to hit on whereas like playstation does it like spotify they just like literally mimic the rap so you have to like click through or like slide through different things and then they try to do all this like cutesy shit where they're like hang on let me find it um uh they're like fuck off come on where does it say it oh your gaming style the goat you spent 22% of your game time on the field calling the shots and chalking up the wins. Like, shut up. Fuck off. <laughs> no, I didn't. 
stop it. Me? But then it is cool because they're like, oh, based on your play style, here are games that you should check out. Specifically I find this... to that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's kind of cool. Um, oh, yeah, mine says that too. More games like this. Oh. For like my top game. So, of course, my top game was Madden. <laughs> Uh, just a, a cool 263 hours. Damn. That's yeah. more time than I've put in all but my top game. Yeah, that is my top game, so. Right, yeah. Uh, my number two game. Oh, this must be only for the year. Which would make sense. Well, what else would it be for? Well, I don't, I don't know, like... Yeah, this is my, like, it says time played so far, and, like, it would make me think that was for all of time. Mm. So my, my top three games are, one, Madden, which, that's going to be my New Year's resolution, is for that to not be Madden next year. <laughs> um, granted, you know, take take this for whatever it's worth, it's still Madden 23. It's not even Madden 24. Oh, yeah, okay, that's, that's respectable. I guess. Yeah, well, then next year will be Madden 24 because I'll add it to Game Pass. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Starfield is my number two. 21 hours. And then this <laughs> is where I got confused. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> how, how many hours in Starfield? 21. I'm just making sure I'm hearing you correctly. 21? Correct. Like 2-1? Two one. So your drop, your drop off. <laughs> Madden was, was like what, two hundred and fifty or something like that. Two hundred and sixty-three to be exact. <laughs> so yeah, drop off two hundred and forty-two. Oh my god, I don't know why that's so funny to me. You know what pisses me off about Madden? I've played it for two hundred and sixty-three hours, and I have six achievements in it. It's not like I do anything else but franchise, but like. All right. <laughs> oh my god. So so here's where I got confused. Um. My number three game is Cyberpunk, mm -hmm. and I've I've apparently have played that game for eighteen hours this year. Wow. Which that feels like more than I than I would have considering I beat it. Yeah, but you you did have a couple of weeks ago. there where you were like, oh, I like. I booted up Cyberpunk again, and I was driving around Cyberpunk. I mean, you had that you had that one week where <laughs> you had to you had to wrestle with yourself each time you stood up from the couch if if you were gonna go get the game or not. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was like right <laughs> after true. you moved, right? Yeah, oh that was god. that was over a year ago. Oh my god, really? Yeah, I've been here for almost a year and a half. Holy shit! Um, where does time go? <laughs> Somewhere down the toilet, that's for sure. But so I got really confused. I'm like, there's no way that I've like only played Cyberpunk for 18 hours. I gotcha. Like, but so they're probably saying, like, this how, how, how did they phrase it? Like, time spent thus far? Time played so far. Yeah. Time played so far. Like, yeah, that's time played this year so far. Yeah. Like, has sense. to be. Because there's no, yeah, there's no way. You played start to finish in Cyberpunk in eighteen hours. I think you'd be yeah, a, a, a record in a record book or something. 
Yeah, no, I've played Cyberpunk for four days, nine hours, and 18 minutes. There we go. That's awesome. Not as good as Madden 23, with a whopping 10 days, 14 hours, and 48 <laughs> minutes. Some of that has to just be, like, sitting in menus. I don't just simply sit in menus. I'm always working. Okay. Right. I'm in season, like, 2045, and I've played every single game from every season. All right, chill. Um, This is, like, totally not... Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of, you know, we're talking about our personal journeys. Yeah. So the other cool thing that the PlayStation wrap-up did this year that I actually was a fan of is that they actually showed you what your, like, most played game was each month, and they, like, broke down monthly stats. Oh, that's cool. So that was pretty neat, yeah. Um, What wasn't cool was... (laughs) What wasn't cool was um, MLB The Show came out at the tail end of March and was my game of the month for March, April, May. I mean, I think the March one is the most like outstanding one. Yeah, and then and then June, my game of the month was NBA because I believe that's when we were given it for free for PS Plus, and then it was also <laughs> my it was also my my top game for July. So <laughs> I think uh, yeah, I think I had a sports game because WWE was my top game for January. So wow, I had a sports game um, for for half of the months. But also, MLB was only for three of the months. So I feel like, you know, not bad. It's just very easy when you do get a sports game, as you know. When you do get a sports game, like, because there's, like, it's, like, just, it's so repeatable, right? Like, the replayability of any sports game is technically, like, one of the best values because, yeah, you just keep going. You know, you don't even think about it. You're like, oh, yeah, I'll just play a game of basketball. I'll play a game of football, whatever. And next thing you know, you're in the year 2045 and you've played every single game. Yeah. That's you. I have moved the New York Jets twice. Nice. My franchise quarterback is about to retire. <laughs> and, uh, I think the only remaining real player or coach in the game is my coach because i still have robert sala as my head coach okay we've won like 15 super bowls (laughs) we have six or seven undefeated seasons i love it um i'm not playing on easy there you go that's what it's all about right are you having fun that's all that matters Unfortunately, I am. <laughs> okay, maybe it's, it's not so all that matters. Minor. All right, let's talk about. Oh, you know what? Actually, wait. One more thing. I have news for you. That is very important and relevant to this year. Since we recorded the <laughs> the episode that was for this week, not to get too fucky. And in that episode, I said to you, I don't know if I'll have 69 Platinums <gasps> before we are, like, done recording for the year, but not necessarily before the, like, it's it's December 15th to, to clear the air. So, as we're talking right now, um, and I, I have a very important news, I, I did, in fact, get the 69 Platinums. Uh, platinum number 67 was Human Fall Flat. 
which I can't even remember. Did I talk about? How, yeah, I did. I did. I talked about how like it was fucky when we were trying to like do it originally. But because we had done all the cleanup stuff, we literally just had to run through every single level, which I mean, you can do some really fucky stuff in Human Fall Flat to get to the end level. Then I got it in Saints Row the Third Remastered. Love that game so much. And then I finished it up with number 69. Jumped back into Spider-Man 2. Uh, ran around the bases at, on the baseball field. Uh, I think the trophy's like home run or some shit. And then the platinum popped. Best way to walk it off. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Uh, great baseball metaphor. Walked it off. Yeah. Um, so there you go. 69 platinums. Um, wow. How's it feel? I mean... You know, Shelby and I were joking about it because, you know, I, I was putting a lot of whether you want to believe it or not, I was putting a lot of thought into how I was going to get here. And I was trying to map it out so that, like, I was affording myself enough time, but also still getting the chance to play, you know, games that I genuinely wanted to like play, like Baldur's Gate 3, which has been on my back burner for the longest time. And. Uh, yeah, and then to, f- to finally get there and it's just like. Eh, yeah, all right, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> It's kind of funny. Um, again, put in probably more effort into like thinking about how I was going to get there and making sure I had the right path than I did actually just getting there. Um, but you know, it's always it's always nice when you set a goal for yourself and then and then succeed. Yeah, and now you get a trophy, which I wish I would have been more prepared for because I could have brought it next week. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. I was teasing you. I was, you know, back and forth. Oh, will I? Won't I? You know, I did. So. Well, that's fine. I'll have to fly down to you and like. (laughs) Oh, my carry on will be my my carry on will be a big metal case. (laughs) Like massive, like look, it'll look like it's holding the Stanley Cup. Great. It's just like a tiny yep. little shot glass trophy. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm going with this. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. We we might have to hang out another time. Darn. Yeah, that sucks, huh? Um, or so worst yeah. case, I'll short it. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, yeah. So, there's that. But let's right. actually yeah, Confetti's flying everywhere in, 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 my, in my office. <laughs> Great. I actually don't know why. <laughs> I think you I think you accidentally rigged it for your place when you meant to rig it for my place back up in Boston. Uh, that uh. makes sense. Oh no. No, I'm certain <laughs> I did your house in Boston. Those people are shocked. <laughs> um all right, let's talk about the actual year. Um we've talked about it and it's been covered. Uh no you know short amount of, uh, of times that this year has been absolutely insane for for releases and um there's been so many strong contenders you know we just talked about the game awards uh, a couple weeks ago and you know like what a what an incredible lineup that that was right and like how how it was hard to kind of figure out the clear-cut winner there uh even at the end even though it was like two strong contenders you know at the end of the day there there were two or obviously with any award one that does stand out above the rest um but especially considering like years past this was definitely a a really tough one and it just felt like felt like every other week um you know if you're if you were on twitter or something and you're like 
within like the gaming sphere of uh, our gaming like news cycle and stuff like that that something else was releasing um some other major game and people were constantly updating like their game of the year lists starting back in like july that's how like it was already becoming kind of like clear what games could be in the talks and then we just had like such a crazy run there towards the end right like Baldur's Gate Baldur's Gate 3 came out for PC but then uh it came out for console for for PlayStation 5 on the same day as Starfield um which obviously had a ton of hype around it and was talked about a ton um and then you had Super Mario Wonder and Spider-Man 2 release on the same exact day you had Phantom Liberty come out in between there like this this tail end of the year was also just absolutely insane and then um and then a- after all of those games came out, you had Alan Wake 2 come out the week, I think it was a week or eight days after Spider-Man 2 and Super Mario Wonder, right? So it, it was just absolutely nuts, um, all the releases. And then there's all, you know, this is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. So while you talk about the good, you also have to talk about the bad. Um, you know, obviously this year was terrible, absolutely terrible in terms of layoffs across the industry. Um just this past week, as of as we're talking, um, Hasbro let go of like a thousand people from the Wizards of the Coast Dungeons and Dragons team, like a, a ton of the team that worked with Larian, who are the creators of Baldur's Gate Three. Like so many of the people that like helped in so many different ways to to get that game to be what it was are no longer like working a game that won game of the year right um and then i also just saw sorry sorry, i just want to add to that this is also a year where like hasbro and mattel like these really old brands are trying to find ways to stay relevant yep and it's like okay well you found the way to do that with i mean hasbro had both baldur's gate and the dungeons and dragons movie both of which were incredibly successful Mm mm-hmm and now, like, you just, you know, there's nowhere else you can go from there. There's no no reason to retain that team. And like, not to get, like, too on, not to get too on my soapbox, but, like, maybe it starts at the top where the, where one person is bringing in almost a billion dollars themselves. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Just maybe. You know. They didn't heed the warning of um, Mattel and the Barbie movie making fun of all those CEOs. Right. So, yeah, just terrible. And then then also, I don't know if you just saw, this was like yesterday. Again, we're recording on the 15th. Uh, Embracer, two two companies that are under Embracer's umbrella, uh, just suffered like massive layoffs. I don't know what the exact numbers were. Um, It's just... Didn't they just like get rid of a team like two weeks ago? uh, Yeah, or they like shuttered a studio not too long ago. Yeah, Yeah. I think it was a studio. Um, Good Epic lay off like the entire team of uh i don't want to get names wrong media molecule is that is that right media molecule is a sony okay so not them um the team i think that make little big planet i think it was the team behind fall guys that epic had like bought or acquired and then they ended up letting them most of them go i think I don't know. I don't have the. I don't have the. the oh yes, the thing uh, Mediatonic. Me. Mediatonic. Thank you. Close. Yeah. 
Um, There's funny because I'm only a team of like six people. <laughs> right, like a smaller team. Yeah, exactly. I guess nobody's really playing that game anymore, but it's just and and but then like you just see things where it's like um there was a there was something that came out recently about like why isn't Fortnite compatible on the Steam Deck um and the response was like well if we had like a thousand more programmers like we could make it happen but like as of right now it's like a Linux issue and it's just like bro <laughs> like you did not just say if we had all the people we just laid off, you know, like it's just it's it's so incredibly frustrating. Um, yeah, I, I maybe it was just and I'm not backing it up at all. But like in my head, well, how many people actually have the Linux based theme deck? Like it feels like most people have the Windows version. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying, like. Uh, probably just saying, well, the few players that'll play on Steam Deck is not really worth the squeeze. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's just it's like the wording of it all that's yeah, just like right. kind of like makes you like facepalm. Um, so yeah, so you have like that, and then there have been just a couple of like I don't know. You can see like good like ways that the the industry is like moving in good directions and stuff like that, and then at the same time, you can kind of see some like bad habits that are happening, right? Um, so in an effort to kind of like give ourselves guide rails to some degree, um, I figured we could kind of go like back and forth, like, you know, here's something that's like, not so great. Here's something that we think is great. And then, you know, uh, until we're, until we feel like we've done a good enough job talking about this year. So, um, this is kind of the softball question that I thought would be perfect for us to talk about something. Is there a trend in gaming right now, Mike? that you see as bad that like everybody is maybe trying to do this trend to some degree. Um, and maybe they should other, other than laying people. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Obviously other than, um, doing that. Um, It's it's hard to say, and honestly, I think my answer does revolve around laying people off. Um, you know, while we've seen a bunch of really good games the past year, I also feel like we're starting to feel the effect of COVID in which, like, the teams that didn't or had to delay a project... Sea of Stars for or not Sea of Stars, sorry. Um Skull and Bones, for example. Like they took their time and I don't know what that game's gonna look like when it comes out, honestly. Um But you know, we've seen so many bad games in the past year, like Gollum, like what was it? The past the past week or, or two weeks as of recording, so we're talking, you know, early December on IGN, there was four games and there was one of each ranked one through four. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so I, I feel like we were getting to the, the point of like mismanagement from these studios and saying like, okay, well, we, we've already spent so much time on these games, even though like, you know, there was probably a lot of turnover on the teams and we started this three years ago. So who knows like the, the, how many times we had to change technology just to produce this game. But, 
um i think a bad trend i saw was just like these these unfinished covid games coming out yeah and then just absolutely flopping and laying everybody off um like granted i guess you know at least people got had jobs for three years but i'm sure like it's not exactly a resume builder right um, right and then you're like forced to rush out this unfinished unpolished game because they just finally say like this is it and now like it reviews poorly and like again like these are things that always like fall back on like the debt like it's the devs fault right like it's the team that built the game's fall and it's like well no like more often than not like if you can't like look above them and look at like the leadership and the decision making that happened that was above their head like you're crazy yeah um, um, it's a great. That's I a think, great call out. I, I think we're we're. I think the well is kind of running dry there. You know, I think we're finally getting to the point where, like, other than massive like studio games, like what whatever Kojima's working on, um, you know, things that th- things that will be ten year projects before they even come out, like they're building for next gen. Like, I think the well is kind of running dry there, and so we'll we'll probably see less of that in twenty twenty four. Um. And yeah, I have another point that kind of fits along, but I think it could also like be a talking point later. So I'll hold on it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, just real quick to to like wrap up. I, I agree with what you're saying because, you know, while, while I personally get frustrated about delays and not from the standpoint of like, oh, I want this game. Give it to me. Right. Like, uh, you know, I get frustrated because it's like, I just wish they would be smarter about like setting like benchmarks and stuff like that, which, you know, whatever. I, I do feel like this is a positive, which is teams are more willing, it seems, to push off and delay release for certain things, games, DLC, stuff like that, to ensure that there is a level of polish there. Um, and again, I just wish that they like, uh, like awarded themselves that time because you know that like it's never like a decision to like, oh, we're working normal hours and we're noticing that we cannot hit this deadline. It's like, we're getting close to the deadline. We're now working twice as much and, oh, fuck, we're going to miss it. Let's kick it. And it's like, you know, whatever. So um, I do kind of agree with what you're saying, though, that like you don't see this happen quite that often because there's at least some level, again, of polish at the end of the day, not to say that every game releases perfectly because we know that's not the case. Uh, a trend that I am seeing that I think is, is bad is this, this full tilt into uh, live service. Um, not to say that live service games are bad necessarily. Um, I'll say live service and I'll also say games that require you to, to be online. Um, and so I call that out for two reasons. I call both, both portions out for two reasons. So one, we just got news that naughty dog is canceling the last of us online game. Mm -hmm. And basically, uh, their reasoning was that they realized how much like effort and time and energy was going to need to be put into this game that it, that their choice was to either become a games as a service studio or to maintain their single player experiences. Uh, 
that's crazy. That's insane to me. That's insane to me that that is the ultimatum or the choice that had to be made because there used to be a world where you could have your cake and eat it too, which is to say you could be single player and have a multiplayer aspect. I mean, Call of Duty still technically does that, right? Like every Call of Duty game used to be like that. But then to take it a step further, all like all, all Uncharted's except the first, I believe, had an online mode. That's yeah. I mean, I, I I can't remember if the first did or not, but yeah, two through four did. You know what I mean? It's like were those on? They were quite good. I I was about to say, were all of those online modes good in every single game that seemed to have that like additional like thing? No. I mean, but was... were some of them impressive? Like, I mean, Tomb Raider gets like a lot of like praise for how how it's what how how its online um like multiplayer was. Uncharted does. Uh, Last of Us, the the first Last of Us had you know people raving about. It. It's why people were clamoring for them to to do another. Um, it's crazy that it's like you either have to be again like full tilt live service, constantly updating and stuff like that, and that we can't just have like honestly, dude. I would be fine if they just tried, and if it's dog shit and you still give the amazing single player experience, it's like a it's like a sweetener, right? Like, oh, what's this multiplayer? Oh, I'll try it. No, this sucks. Anyway, the game was great, though. Fine. Right. Or, you shut the servers off. Right. Or it's a gem, right? And it's great. And it's like, wow, not only did I get this amazing single player experience, I also get to to play in this online mode that's like surprisingly fun and like and and great. It, it's crazy that like you have to be um, again, like it has to be this like you have a content schedule and like every other week you're releasing a new update that, that does this and it changes the it changes the the power of the guns and 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 there's this meta now that you have to to fall into and like oh you have to do x y and z this week only this week and uh, you know it's it's crazy like there's so many of these types of games that demand your so much of your attention week to week that it's like the well is going to run dry you're it's going to be get to a state where it's like impossible to even have a base and then you're going to say like oh see it's not worth it and it's like no but that's not all online can be and it's not all online is um, See, I, I do think it is all online is at this point. Yeah, at this point, but that's if, not all it needs to be. No, but maybe to us. True. I don't know. If you ask me, we're we're at kind of a, a fulcrum point in gaming where there are studios that are only doing online games and they're doing them incredibly well. hundred percent of their resources are towards that experience. Mm -hmm. They don't need to worry about spending 10 years on building a story. It's we got our engine. Um, let's work on partnership deals for brands. Um, and the game is free and you you're, you're buying in game currency at an inflated rate. Like, that that has proven in the past five years that that model works. And like, if you're if you ask me, if you're the Last of Us, you're not gonna beat Fortnite. You're right. Not gonna, you're not gonna beat Call of Duty Warzone. You're not gonna beat Apex. And I feel like you're wasting talent if you're a Naughty Dog and you're trying to compete with those games. A hundred percent. Just stick to story. And, you know, it's funny, you know, Sony talked about how, oh, we're going to have 12 live service games over however many years it was, four or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it just like, 
it 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 just you know it's gonna be a flop. I mean, it's I I, I don't get the business model. I do think they're going to kind of veer away from it, but there are game studios that are only doing these games and they're the ones that are always going to win people don't have the attention span for Mm -hmm. five different live service games um they want the one that's popular they want the one that everyone's playing um you know you can come out with one i mean look at look at fall guys fall guys was awesome for like six months and it was while there was a huh Uh, if that right like yeah it blew up and then fell off yeah and like it just it just depends on the status of Fortnite. Mm-hmm. You know, Fortnite fell off for a year, I would say, or if not more. But they've got all of that back. They and they've figured out like they figured out their model. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, you know, you need to have new content every week. You need to change the game every week, and that's a twenty four seven job. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't think you can accomplish a good live service game. And also try to create a um, like a single player experience. Still, yeah, yep, yeah. I mean, I agree, but like, I'm not even saying the online portion of it would need to be. Like, I think you would get people who are more likely to play single player experiences to dip their toes into like a multiplayer mode like they used to give and so i just don't understand why you know why that's not something that's achievable why that is something that has just been like completely like taken out i guess like because of the fact that like games as a service and live service games have like blown up to the degree that they have um and then my other portion or yeah the other portion of it uh is that always needing to be online uh and i don't know if you saw but the crew is like gonna shut off servers and like some games i kind of get it right where it's just like you know whatever uh like like destiny uh, i guess um but with a game that is literally just like just racing i don't know and even destiny i really wouldn't understand it right because you like you can play destiny on your own um but man, I just like, I hate this. Like, I hate that it's like, oh, these servers are going to shut off. They're delisting the game so you can't buy it anymore. And the game's just not going to exist. Like, in May of next year, the crew will effectively not exist. And that just sucks. I, I hate that. I hate that that's like also this like trend of like digital media and stuff. And and you can brick a game basically. Yeah, because it's still a good single player experience. Right. I mean, it's a racing game. What does it matter? Right. Yeah. Like, are they going to do that with Forza? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I guess eventually, maybe. Probably not. I hope not. I mean, that's a. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it just sucks. Uh, you know, uh, that's 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 another trend that I've seen that is, I think, a really bad one, and I'm not a fan. Um, I think that's enough bad. For, for for now at least um unless you had something else present in mind i figure we can at least talk about a little a, a little good maybe yeah let's talk about some good um okay so what's what's something from this year whether it's a trend or something like that um 
that that you see as uh, necessary all around good for for gaming. Um, I think the um, returning to more medians to play. Mm. Um, so, namely handheld. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just think like the continued success of the Switch, the excitement for Switch Two, uh, Steam Deck, and then all the other like essentially handheld Windows PCs that you can play games on. Um, you know, there's there's that, and then uh, I think just beginning of December, Microsoft is um updating the xbox app to make it more mobile friendly and mobile being like steam deck mm-hmm. um I, I love that the industry is starting to buy back into that and i am really and i don't and i don't know what this means um you know the past three years we've talked a ton about cloud gaming um and it almost feels like that's falling off and people are saying no we want physical game in our hands Mm -hmm. we don't want to rely on the internet we just want like we just want hardware that's good enough to play a game and it be enjoyable like it doesn't need to be spectacular graphics like you don't need a 4080 in your hand uh they just want it to be to be playable and enjoyable and I think we're kind of leaning in that in that direction. Yeah, it's definitely something that that companies seem more willing to lean into. And I think as like more attempt to get into it, it it should only help it grow. I mean, the Steam Deck was obviously an all around hit after how amazing the Switch had done. Um, but yeah, like it's 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 here to stay. To what extent? You know, maybe we we don't know just yet, but like, I think like you said, we're gonna keep seeing them them lean into it. Um, one one good trend that I would say, and this is something that's kind of always happened, but I I don't know, maybe it's just more present of mind. Um. And this is more so directed at Nintendo and PlayStation because Xbox has been good about it with their backwards compatibility within their console. Um, but leaning into like just porting old games and and finding ways to get it so that you can play older games on this current hardware. So like with Nintendo, it's like the the Nintendo Switch Online, you know. And then you have the whole catalog of. Do they have N, Do they have N sixty four games on there now? Yeah, and I think that's the latest. Well, unless you include like Game Boy Advance, that's like the latest generation. Right. right, but that's the other cool thing, right? Like Game Boy Advance games are on there, and um, Game Boy games, Nintendo, SNES, right? Like, so it's just it's just awesome, right? And the NES and SNES have have been a part of it for for some time, but it's just really cool, like you know to to so many people who are just now getting into games and stuff are never really going to have the opportunity to go back and play some of these games that like really shaped and formed gaming right like you can you can draw a line from you know 
the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask or, you know, one of those Zelda games and, and see how it got to, you know, here. And, you know, a, a remake and a remaster are great um, at times to try and modernize it and, and bring it a little bit more up to speed with current times. But there is still something so great about playing it in its, like, true form and original form. Um and I think just like opening up the the library and making it a bit more accessible, right? Like you obviously can on PlayStation buy like a PS1 classic game. But um, if you are on the highest tier of PlayStation Plus, you have like an entire catalog of some of like PlayStation's own in-house hits and then like um, just, you know, additional ones that they that they they find and add in. So that's that's a trend that I, I'm really happy with. And I honestly would rather they keep trying to just port over games for the most part instead of just trying to like phone it in on a remaster. A remake, on the other hand, I'm like all in about because if you're building something back from the ground up to modern standards, that's awesome. Like those those games are are sometimes like some of the coolest ways to experience a story that you haven't had the opportunity to. Um, remasters kind of just feel lazy sometimes yeah um, just like hey you want to rebuy this game you already bought three yeah times. kind of looking at the and gta trilogy you know where it's like that is a sorry go ahead. no yeah it's just kind of like eh. <laughs> that is a trend that bothers me like i don't necessarily mind like the nintendo model of it's part of our subscription this is the catalog like you can go in and play it but like i feel that the more we're allowing like the GTA remakes, I guess we'll call them, mm-hmm. um, to happen, like people aren't building games right now with longevity in mind. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just that that frustrates me that that's going to be perpetuated. No, I hear you. But, but yeah, I'm I'm curious, you know what somebody's thoughts like who never played who didn't start playing games till like say ps3 or even ps4 ps5 whatever um you know what it what it looks like to play a nintendo 64 game for the first time because mm-hmm. like for me it's a little hard of course like i grew up playing nintendo 64 so like it's it's i'm fighting through the nostalgia mm-hmm um but and i mean fortunately like the switch does do a good job of like scaling things correctly like Mm -hmm. it looks way better than if you just plug a nintendo 64 into a big tv right but yeah i don't i don't know like i love the idea of being able to play a nintendo 64 game but i seldom do it because it's just difficult for me yeah i hear you that's actually something i don't know if i if i've talked to you about it but like that's something that I'm planning on doing um, in the year 2024 is like uh, Shelby and I are going to really dive into this entire like gaming catalog that I've been able to build up and we're going to start on the, the SNES and just like work our way towards modern gaming. Um, all the while, you know, when I'm playing games, I'm going to still be playing the PS5. So I'm going to be giving myself like whiplash <laughs> because I'm going to be literally going from like either end of the like gaming spectrum, basically. Um, 
but I'm like really excited to do it. Like, you know, I'm really excited to like go back and like I said, play these games that kind of like formed gaming today. Yeah. Newfound appreciation. And it'll also be exciting to like take, cause like there's going to be games that I have played, but like to like take Shelby on that journey through um, some of these old games, you know, we had her on last week and you know, she's not the biggest gamer. Um, so it's all I'm going to say is if Nintendo adds GameCube this year, it's over. It's over. It's over. A hundred percent. There will be no other games played. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. What a generation. What a console. Um, Let's see. Do you have, is there something that like really sticks out in your mind as like your kind of like favorite moment from gaming this year? My favorite moment from gaming this year. Uh, well, I mean the division blizzard acquisition just being over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was pretty sweet. Now no one's really talking about it. Um, I mean, honestly, it was the the good parts of the year in aggregate. Like, this year has felt like, I don't know, I couldn't even tell you the last time a year felt this good in gaming, like 2014, maybe. Oh, do you want to hear a crazy number that I tried to, like, figure out? So I went on Metacritic, which isn't, like, the end-all, be-all by any means. Um, but I wanted to see how many games this year released and had a score. And now this granted, it does include like if there was a remaster, a remake or DLC. So like all of these scores, you take that into consideration. Technically there were 144 games released. I think it was 144 with an 80 or higher on Metacritic and just compared to last year. It's 30 more games. Wow. Which, like, I mean, a hundred, like, or, or more, right? in like, a year is, like, crazy, you know? But, yeah, yeah, I, I, absolutely nuts to, to see just year over year, 30 additional games receive an 80 or higher. And I think, um, like, this year had four games that received a 94. Plus, last year, it was just Elden Ring and God of War before they, like, immediately, like, fell back down to just like 90 in general i think trying to see here real quick um 16 games this year received a 90 or higher on on metacritic um you know which you would think that like a 90 plus is like a bona fide must play essentially yeah Uh, and then an 80 plus i i consider like uh this is a really good game (laughs) so um yeah just absolutely nuts just absolutely nuts for for releases and i i wanted to make sure i got that in there no, that's an awesome, awesome statistic, and this is this is solely based on observation. But I'm sure you could, you know, you might be able to find the data to back it. It feels like year over year, people are more critical of games as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact that we're you know into another year, and yet there are more games with higher ratings. Um, really feels like an accomplishment for the industry. Definitely. Yeah, I think uh like for me, 
um, something that really sticks out. And again, kind of goes hand in hand with like the fact that like you just had so many like bona fide must plays get released this year. Um, but like three games that got a lot of love that like one game I didn't even know was coming out and maybe that's like a shame on me instance, but like sea of stars mm-hmm. kind of just came out of nowhere, at least for me. And then just to instantly see all the love it was getting awesome. Um, Pikmin four, Hell yeah. getting as much love as it did like i don't know you know maybe again maybe that's like a shame on me sort of thing for for not knowing better but like it, it like kind of surprised me like it's awesome right and then the last one being hi-fi rush which hi-fi rush was awesome too because it was like a it was like a almost like a shadow drop right um i don't know if it, it was, was like was it like a they had the announcement and then they were like and you can play it later this day was it like to that level it was here is a new game we're working on and also turn on your Xbox. Like it's it did not it, it did not leak. Yeah. At all. Like no one knew it was being built. And no one knew it was ready. It was honestly like unheard of in modern day of game development. Yeah. And all three of those games received an eighty seven on Metacritic too. And so like not only was like the public um reception of them like just like i haven't seen a negative thing i don't think about any of the games um but then to just also like to see it backed by like critical uh ratings and stuff like that just just so awesome right like uh, incredible like incredible stuff so that that's something that really sticks out in my mind again amidst all the i kind of gave the quick and dirty where it's just like 14 games slash expansion slash other stuff but like 14 releases received a 90 plus and yet uh, amidst that like you still had these like smaller kind of out of nowhere games fighting for that attention as well um which is just great to see um what else can be said about this year uh do you have i guess like on a more personal note do you have a game that you played this year that sticks out as your 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 favorite doesn't even have to be a release from this year necessarily but you know i wish i could tell you like frankly if i if i would have been able to put the time into playing it uh i would probably say cyberpunk okay um and like it's it's it's, it was one of those really strange years with a lot of distractions and i just kind of want to like shout out a couple of games like Starfield, I put over 20 hours into, like, once I started playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just, like, that fell off for me. So it's, like, hard to say that that was my favorite. Um, and it, it, may, it might be recency bias, but in terms of, like, games that I started and it drew me in immediately and I just, like... I loved the look and feel of it. I loved the gameplay. The, the, the story was charming. Like, um, man, I would, I would say that like Jusant is up there. Awesome. Like hard. Cause it, it's a, I think it took me like two hours and 40 minutes to beat, mm-hmm. which like does not constitute a good or bad game. Like I would, but I would absolutely go back in and, and keep playing it. But and there was just like, there was something about Jusant where 
there wasn't really any there wasn't really any hype there wasn't really any expectation mm-hmm. i saw one gameplay demo for it i think it was like at the tribeca game fest mm-hmm. and it came out it was on game pass and i was like i'm just i'm just gonna play this game and like it's um one of those games where i was like you know what this is this is just like exactly what i want right now um i would say that that is probably like the one game i played this year or when this is an awesome game i can't put this down and i just ripped through it yeah um yeah i mean sometimes you just need that right like you need a game that just fits perfectly what you need in that moment and then you find something that does it so well so i i hear you um and then i think just the other game i want to call out in terms of not something like going like this time last year when we're talking about like what we're looking forward to Mm -hmm. you know i don't think i would have ever said that like oh i'm looking forward to pikmin 4 yeah um I had never played a Pikmin game before Pikmin 4. I was always, like, interested in the original Pikmin on GameCube, and we maybe, like, rented it at a Blockbuster video for a weekend. <laughs> but that game that game surprised me with how much I liked it. Like, the, I think Pikmin is probably, like, my number two Nintendo IP now. Wow, that's awesome. I love it. Behind Metroid, of course, but... I was I was shocked and I think that game the reason I haven't beat it yet is because I don't want to. Yeah, I hear you. Like I'm just I'm I'm very slowly chewing my way through it because I don't want it to be over. Yeah. But of course, I think I also I don't remember if I already bought it or like I meant to ask for it for Christmas, but I'm going to go back and do like the Pikmin 2 and or one and two, mm-hmm. uh, and I bought Pikmin three when you were visiting me for Wii U. So, a new franchise I've fallen in love with. It's awesome. Love that. Love when you find like a you? like a hidden gem almost. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like it still doesn't get all the credit it deserves. Yeah. For me, man, it's tough because, like you said, like recency bias will obviously play a a, a major role. And so whatever's been kind of like current for me trying to think, I'm trying to like force myself to think back. I believe Colt, like I believe this was the year that I like played Colt of the Lamb, like for the first time. Um, Maybe I'm wrong about that, but man, like that's something that definitely like sticks out about a game where like I played it and was just like constantly like thinking about that game and like, how much fun it is right uh and then like going more recent like to go for something that actually came out this year like i mean man like one i'm just really happy with myself that i played half of the games that were nominated for game of the year which was like i think my new year's goal last year was to try and play more game of the year contenders and i played probably zero last year so i'm happy that i played half of them this year and i have all the intentions in the world to play two of the others, uh, Alan Wake 2 and, uh, you know, eventually I'll be a Zelda guy. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, 
Sea of Stars and Baldur's Gate 3, I think, probably, like, take the cake for me just because of, like, man, once I was playing those, it's, like, all I wanted to play. Like, they were just so much fun. And, like, Baldur's Gate 3, I remember when I first played it, like, I said to you, I was like, this is, like, one of those games that I can stay up until 3 a.m. playing. And, like, I don't ex- I don't feel that way about too many games. Um, And then to give, like, Nintendo love like you did, I mean, like, Super Mario Wonder. Ugh! one incredible game right like almost like a perfect game for me um you know potentially something that i actually would have said is my like actual game of the year um just because again like when you have a game that like fits the moment and it does exactly what you need it to do it's like hard to to feel any better way about another game so yeah it's the year that nintendo had like stupid i i I don't like no i don't think that uh i could have gone into this year and say like nintendo is going to be my winner for the year Mm -hmm. but i i honestly i think i think they were i mean i would say out of all the games that came out this year that i played from like that were major major games like i would i'd probably say that pikmin 4 is my game of the year yeah i mean you uh you said it and i know a couple of people online said like some people were saying pikmin 4 deserved the spot in goatee conversations over wonder which is like crazy you know like um I think it's one of those things where it falls to to Mario's name power a little bit. Right. Um, yeah. I don't could you people... imagine? Sorry. No. Go ahead. Could, could Could you imagine if the game of the year nominees this year had Zelda, Pikmin, and Mario? <laughs> that would be yeah. That's what I mean. Like that would be nuts. But like, wasn't that like that far? It's not that far fetched of a an idea. You know what I mean? No. I mean I. I feel like they felt like they needed to have variety, but I, I would, I would frankly put it over like Pikmin Four over like Resident Evil Four. Yeah, and and that was the other point I was going to make is that like, you know, we talk about how the amazing year Nintendo had. Metroid Prime Remastered came out this year too, which again was like closer to a remake than a remaster. So that's also something to to remember. But um, at one point this year. I don't know if you remember this. It was probably, let me see what the release dates of all these were. So it was probably right around June 2nd. So about halfway through the year. I, I want to say like four of the top five games on Metacritic for the year were The Legend of Zelda, Metroid Prime Remastered, Resident Evil 4, and Street Fighter 6. So two Nintendo games and two Capcom games, which was just kind of like, that was also like a nostalgia punch where it's just like oh wow like the top the top of the industry is capcom and nintendo again it was just very like funny um yeah and kind of an awesome moment um okay i know we're getting close to needing to wrap up so real quick what is your gaming goal for next year i before i do that i do need to um honor one thing that happened this past year. Oh, please. That I, that I just remembered. Uh, I need to do an in-memoriam. Oh, no. Really, just for Stadia. 
<laughs> no. That's crazy. Believe it or not, that was January of this year. That is insane. And now that I'm talking about it, that was probably, I mean, it wasn't my, my favorite memory of this year, Stadia shutting down, but staying up until like whatever it was, 3.26 a.m. Yeah, for the shutdown. For the shutdown. Like, it was just so nice to like stay up pr- pretty much all night play video games. I haven't done that in 10 years. But yeah, Rip Stadia. Somehow the only cloud gaming casualty of this year. Yeah. Major one. But Wow, I can't believe that was this year still. Crazy. Yeah. Um. But anyway, my my gaming goal for 2024, like obviously playing less Madden, is is the <laughs> low hanging fruit. Um. I I really just need to. I mean, I I hate to say it, but that's it. Like, I just need to like other games and i also want to play at least 50 percent of the game of the year nominees oh going for the the spencer benchmark i see yeah yeah i mean that's I, tough I like that. you know like you, you you never know in the moment when you're playing a game right unless and, unless you like wait for the nominees to be announced and then you buy the three games that you're most interested from that list yeah, and then play them quickly before the award is given out. I mean, um, I could also do it retroactively, like I could play Alan Wake two and finally play Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I don't know what else I'd play from that list. But yeah, I don't. Know. I, don't know. I just, I just want to play more games that aren't just like mindless sports games. Yeah. Get through some of my backlog. I at least want to get through like my Series X backlog, like my current generation. It's it's too daunting to think back on my lifetime backlog. <laughs> yes, I know. That's kind of where mine goes though. Like I I kind of mentioned it, but like going back and playing some of these like really old games is something that I, I'm really looking forward to doing. Um but while also trying to stay like, I don't want it to be one of those things where it's like, well, I just played, you know, Super Mario RPG in its original form. Um, so now when I'm jumping back to current gen, I'm I'm just going to play MLB, right? Like kind of to your point where it's like not letting myself get too sucked into really, sp- it's really sports games, right? Because, I, I, you know, getting sucked in and putting in 100 hours into cyberpunk is to me much more fulfilling and worth it than putting in 450 some hours or whatever it was into MLB. Though, unlike you, I do have a lot of time just spent in the menus. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I will also say that another goal of mine, and I don't know if it'll be this year. Um, you know, maybe I'll dip my toes, but I do want to try and like get in on the ground floor of a, like live service game so if there's one that comes out this year that like seems enough up my alley i do want to try and like get in and and like and be a part of that experience um because i do at times get jealous like looking at how 
some games are. So. Um, all right, so we'll have to we'll have to keep ourselves we'll have to hold each other accountable to this, Mike. Yeah. Or or we'll forget. Yeah. Who cares? Um, <laughs> Do you remember your goal was last year? I don't. I, I honestly don't. I know one <laughs> of the years it was to play more nominees. So um, I think mine last year was probably play more indie games. That's like what was clicking in my head. Yeah, honestly, that could be one. Like go back and play all of the indie games that were nominated this year that I definitely didn't get around to playing, which is devastating honestly so um all right well that does it for this week and that does it for the year so thank you all so much uh for sticking with us for the entire year if you did if you joined midway thanks for that too Uh, as always if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you did listen to this podcast it'd be greatly appreciated I uh, hope you have uh, or had a wonderful holiday season. Hope you have a wonderful start to your new year. And um, yeah, other than that, we will see you in 2024. Share it with a friend and see you then.